So, what's the final count? Not good, boss. This was an outbound flight, not supply. We got maybe three days of food, six or seven of fresh water and fluids. The good news? We got a metric ass ton of wood to burn from pallets and other flammables. That should allow us to keep a fire going for two, three weeks or whatnot. Good. How are the others? Oh, everybody's looking hunky-dory other than you. You took the worst of it. I mean, look, I'm no Doogie Howser or nothing. But in my astute medical opinion, that leg is fucked. You gotta take some vitamins or stay off of it. Or at the very least, have Dr. Tim look at it. I'll take that into consideration. And I'll take it easy when we're rescued. Uh, now, where is Nichols? Ah, you'll love this. Handcuffed his murdering ass to a support strut. I gotta tell you, he's lucky I didn't crack his jaw for that comment about Rodney. I don't take that shit kindly. Okay, I cannot emphasize this enough. Do not abuse him, Mr. Ferguson. Don't give an excuse or a reason for his lawyers to use later. Just make sure he's where he can stay warm from the fire and let me know if he asks for anything. You know, I gotta ask, boss. Why are you still using your recorder out here? Didn't you get to stop doing that after you pinched the fucking kid? You know, it's funny I didn't even notice it. It's uh, second nature now. Habit. Most times I don't even realize I'm doing it. But uh, this time, however, it's probably best to keep a record. Just in the event. Right. Just in the event. Okay. You want the good news or the shit show summary? Uh, let's go with the bad news first, Captain. Okie dokie. Found the emergency distress beacon. It took damage in the crash, and it's not working. I'm not even sure if it can be repaired. It's able to turn on and off, but it won't transmit. I don't suppose anybody is an electronics whiz. I am... Christ. Anybody else not presently under arrest and pending federal charges? Hold on, you're not seriously considering... I'm not making any decisions right now, Captain. Just surveying the landscape. Identifying what our assets and liabilities are. I'm telling you guys right here and now, I am liable to kick his assets if he goes sideways when he repair tools or whatever. I mean, the kid has a history with stabby things. And I'm telling you right now, enough, Mr. Ferguson. All right. What's the good news, Captain? I found an EMT response bag that was being retired, but it had been replaced with new gear. We have a full trauma kit, splints, tourniquets, blood clotting agents, and painkillers, which would probably help you with that leg, Marshal. A <sighs> negative. I, I don't want any painkillers in this situation. Hold on to them, though. I need to maintain a clear head throughout this process. Where's Dr. Timms? She went back to the tail section to search for, her words, literally anything else of use. 
Uh, we also found a handheld CB radio, but the range of this thing is only 20 or so miles. If we can get that beacon working, and if we can get a plane within range, we can talk with them. Okay, that's good. How far back is the tail? 200 or so yards, that way. She thought she saw one of the wings that was ripped off on her last outing. Wasn't sure if the fuel pod was still attached or not. Okay. Now let's make sure going forward, nobody wanders off by themselves. Let's stay in pairs. Last thing we want is somebody slipping down a crevasse or taking a stumble down the mountain. We already got one injured person. We don't need two. <sighs> Captain. Did the airplane's toolkit survive? It's right over there. Still intact. Everything is inside. You're gonna let the kid try his hand at the radio. Unless Dr. Timms tells me she's experienced with electronics and circuitry repair. I don't see as we have any other option. God damn it. Alright. I'll bring you the toolkit and leave it with you. You decide what to do. Sounds like our predicament isn't as bad off as you first thought, eh, Deputy Marshal? Not going to wind up like that Uruguay soccer team after all. Ugh, what a dreadful movie. <sighs> Here's how this goes, Mr. Nichols. I'm gonna uncuff your hands so you can work. Your leg cuffs, and they remain on, and they'll be fixed to this cabin strut. You'll be given the radio to repair. You'll be handed one tool on a tray that slid to you one at a time. When you're done, you will put that tool back on the tray to be returned and tell me, or whoever is watching you, the next tool you'll need. You'll get one tool at a time, and you're going to be constantly watched. I didn't realize I volunteered to help with your little rescue plan. You are also using up resources and provisions without contributing to the group like everybody else. Now, I'm more than happy to take your share and divide it between the rest of us if you don't cooperate. We both know you're bluffing, Marlowe. Don't forget my knowledge and IQ outweighs yours. I knew all your tells when you were conducting your investigation, and I had you fooled the entire time. You won't commit me to a death sentence. You're too righteous, you're too moral, too... You shot me! You... You actually shot me! No, I grazed you. Your arm's going to burn like hell for the next day or so, and you most likely need a few stitches. Now, seems to me I just gave your defense team a fairly useful argument point to use in your criminal trial. Might get you a reduced sentence, or maybe even acquitted. Might also give somebody with your IQ a workable plan to achieve that acquittal. But don't think I'm so righteous as to not keep others alive longer than you. I can't believe you did that. I promise you. The next time this weapon is pointed at you, you won't be grazed. What happened? We heard a gunshot. Are you okay? Did, did he try something? What? 
We, everything's fine. Just needed to motivate Mr. Nichols a bit. So you shot him? He most certainly did. He shot me in the arm. I, I assure you, he is fine, Doctor. Well, it just grazed his shoulder. He'll need a stitch or two. Uh, Captain, Mr. Ferguson, will you both please watch Mr. Nichols while Dr. Timms attends to his shoulder? Make sure he uh, behaves. No problem, yeah. boss. Roger that. I'll grab the ER bag. Please don't motivate him any further while I'm away. Actually, hold up, Doc. Ah, oh, jeez, it's cold. I, I want to grab some stuff out of the rear hold, too. Keep us a bit warmer. I'll come with you. Listen, boss. I need to make a confession here. Mr. Ferguson, you recognize I am not a clergyman. I'm not trained to take any kind of confessions that you're looking for. Of course, of course, but you are the closest thing we got out here being an authority figure and whatnot. And I just gotta get this off my chest, you know, just in case. Okay, fine, go ahead, Mr. Ferguson. What is weighing you down? All right, all right. You remember when you first got to the poll and you were doing your Sherlock Holmes gimmick and uh, you interviewed me? Yes, I was there, Mr. Ferguson, I remember. Yeah, when I told you about me and Rodney mixing it up, you know, that sucker-punching son of a bitch, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. You know, when I told him that uh, he had already had enough pie, right? Well, the thing is, man, I wasn't really talking about the pie. I was talking about McGendrick a little bit. No. Hand to God. Hand to God. Look, I regretted not telling you the truth. I mean, you're an opposing motherfucker. It wasn't about the pie at all. It was always about a JJ. Okay, all right, Mr. Ferguson, I got Hakuchi it. Hakuchi is what I'm saying. I know, Mr. Ferguson, it was obvious to me when you were I'm just saying, that. it was the holiest of I know her and Ron have been clapping the sheets. Ferguson, as a sworn U.S. Deputy Marshal and a member of the U.S. Department of Justice, I hereby absolve you of the lie you told and all the guilt you may have felt. Now, please, go stand guard over Josh Nichols as your penance. And uh, don't lie to any other law enforcement official ever again, okay? Happy? Oh, oh, that sounds so simple. I mean, no promises and all, but shit. <laughs> that is a weight off the old deltoids there. Can we talk about this thing in second grade? I had this teacher, Mrs. Butler. It's she done, Mr. Ferguson. All right, I got the stuff we'll need. Mr. Nichols, I'm gonna need to remove your parka and shirt to get at that wound. Uh, Captain, could you please stoke the fire to get more heat over here while I work and take his cold weather gear off? I'm on it. Also, I brought some stuff back from the rear hold. Should keep us all a bit warmer tonight. It's nothing fancy, but it's something. And I'm gonna want to check that leg of yours again after I'm done with Mr. Nichols. I'm good, Doc. I swear. Just worry about the kid, okay? Deputy Marshal, don't take this the wrong way, but when I get back, your pants are coming off for me. Oh! Tims, you dog! <laughs> Thanks, Doc. I need a laugh right about now. You know, Doc... Now that you mention it, with everybody in uh, various forms of undress, my hips have been aching here, and they've been acting up a little bit. I think it's the cardboard I've been sleeping on. It ain't helping. Mr. Ferguson, unless you have a serious medical condition, you're setting me up to provide you with one. It's called foot-to-ball syndrome. I mean, look, if you're into it, I'm into it. I mean, if I, we can look at whatever you want to look at. You know what I mean? Oh, you're going to need more than my help for your hips there, Mr. Ferguson. Look, I'm not pointing any fingers, but some guys are into that sort of thing. What's your... You got some... Do you have some heels back at the base? No shame, no kink, but not mine. <sighs> U.S. Deputy Bass Marlowe. Stranded on side of some unnamed mountain. Antarctica, it's uh, Saturday, February 12th. 
14, 20 hours. We're <clears throat> working on repairing the emergency radio. Damage in the crash. Diane, I don't know if this is gonna make it out. If we'll make it out, but uh, you know what? Nope, nope. We're not thinking that way. We're not thinking that way, and we're not about to start praying because I don't believe in it. Whatever happens, happens. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, I got here with my boots on. I'm leaving here, one way or another, with my boots on. We don't give up. Out. It's been 14 hours since he started, but we're finally transmitting. Emergency distress beacon has been activated, and if a satellite is picking us up, any plane or station within 500 miles should be dispatched. You're welcome, Deputy Marshal. Oh, hey, if you weren't such a murdering piece of garbage, I'd give you a big ol' hug, you pumpkin pie haircutted fucking psycho. We've been uh, sending the SOS signal for about 30 minutes. <laughs> you must know by now that any search would have been called off. The conditions are far too- Dr. Timms and Captain Traeger are setting up fuel-soaked materials to act as a fuse. We found one of the wings to our plane, which is still full of jet fuel. About 200 yards out, so while the noise and light will be intense, we're far enough away to be outside the blast radius. Once we hear of a rescue team nearby, we light the fuse, run like hell, and from what Mr. Ferguson tells me, the size of the fireball explosion will be visible to anybody approaching, making us easy to spot. Oh, oh, oh my god. It is gonna be a hell of an explosion, bro. You know, it's kind of like when you gotta grab them by the ankles and you just gotta throw them over the shoulders. Okay, all right, Mr. Ferguson, got it. Big doing explosion. Doing that magic mic shit. You get it, Mr. Ferguson. Huge, huge, bro. Descriptive and very graphic. Yeah, get it. Get it, Fred. You done? Yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry. Just thinking of something else, boss. Diane. I was, uh, I was hoping we to see you again soon, but, uh, sounds like I might be stuck down here longer than anticipated. Gonna need you to be there for me at Chuck and Janet's, uh, at their service. I, I know people will understand, hey, hey, but... Hey, you know, um, I'm just gonna go check on the supplies at the, uh, at the back of the plane, boss. Give you, uh, you know, look, just shout. If the kid gets squirrely, if he starts giving you eyes, if you need to look away for a minute, happy to come back, put some slaps in. But you, you just do you. I'll be back. Who's Diane? Just focus on the repairs. Another marshal? Your daughter? Not having this conversation with you, Mr. Nichols. We'll get you back on a transport to McMurdo and have you stateside for trial in a week or so. May have to be an icebreaker, but we'll make sure to get you there. Fine. Don't talk about your own neuroses if you don't want to. But you know you're only fooling yourself, don't you? If I wouldn't let a demon into my head, <clears throat> what possibly makes you think I'm gonna let you in? Because when you strip it down to the barest elements, we're basically the same person, you and me. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? We are nothing alike. You come onto the station, you have a singular purpose, and you focus on that. It's your primary driving force in your life. The mission, the goal, the assignment. It's your North Star. Then what you set your compass by for so long. Now, 
despite your best efforts, you got distracted. Strayed from the mission, the goal. Oh, you self-corrected, but you still beat yourself up over it, don't you? <laughs> I have read newspaper horoscopes that had more accuracy than you. Nice try. You have a code. A personal code of conduct and honor. Sure, it more or less aligns with the standard morals and laws of society. But you have a little wiggle room that allows you to stray a bit off the path. Play fast and loose at times to ensure the result you need to achieve. Don't tell me I'm wrong because I have six stitches that say otherwise. <clears throat> I improvise based on the situation at hand. It's not the same. Really? So, what are you planning to do when you find the people who killed your boss? Arrest them? Bring them before a magistrate, give them their day in court? Or, are you going to enact justice? Justice for your boss? <laughs> What's the old cowboy saying? Dead or alive? They'll be found. They'll be arrested and given due justice in a court, not on the gallows. Sounds like you're trying to convince yourself now more than me. You'll take advantage of the situation and the current setting to make sure you get your desired outcome. So long as you keep your own personal code in sight, you can stray here and there. Mr. Nichols, I can have the doc give you the painkiller medication for that shoulder, so to make sure you're sedated until we get back to McMurdo. If you don't shut your... Huh. I'll be damned. Somebody was still out there. Just pinged us. They're on their way. Seriously? That's... Mr. Ferguson! Pat, whoa. Hey, 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 what's going on? What's going on, boss? They're coming. The beacon's being pinged. They're coming. Oh, no. Ah, damn. I may get to see a Bruins game this season after all. Go tell the others to light the signal. I am on it, yes. I can't believe it. Bruins, yo. Yo, guys. <laughs> I tell you what, Mr. Nichols. Well, how fast that crazy chauvinistic firefighter's running right now, I bet. <sighs> like I said, Marlo, take advantage of the situation in current setting. It's as I mentioned before, you and I, basically the same person. Nichols, we were told you were captured. Do you have the data you promised? No, it was intercepted. I have another way to get it. Tell him I need an exit, and fast. Stand by. Have you on monitor now. Exit the structure and proceed up the mountain traveling southeast. Your exit will be a quarter kilometer. Tell him I expect to be pursued, so make it fast. I'll tell him. You had best keep your promises. Control out. Ah. Uh, what? What happened? Deputy Marshal! Deputy! What happened? Where is the prisoner? 
Hit me from behind. Piece of pallet wood, I think. Oh, God, my ears are ringing. Oh, whatever. The, the, right after the explosion, Fred made radio contact. They'll be here in less than ten minutes. Deputy, look at me. They're low on fuel, so we can't stay here long. We need to go. Okay. That's good. That means I need to find and secure the kid fast. What are you talking? Bass! Come on! Your leg is messed up. You just had your bell rung. It is minus 90 out there, and he won't last more than an hour. Let's go! He's my responsibility. And I'm good. Just start getting ready, everybody, for evac. I will be back shortly. Just need to follow his tracks. give it up because before this is all over you'll lose even more people you love trust me you have three choices mr nichols only three one you come back with me and stand trial two you leave off the edge of that fucking cliff three i shoot you in the lake and drag you back with me time to choose i'll count to three I don't like any of those choices, Marlo. One, 
Not at all. You know? <laughs> seems to me... To? Seems to me... I should make my own options. I'll go with number four. <laughs> you and I have a date with destiny, Marlo. I intend to keep that date. Don't make me do this, Mr. Nichols. Three... Copy all, McMurdo. You did more than anyone could have asked. You have our appreciation. Safe flying. Moots and Aircon out. 22 15 hours. Where. are they the last? Almost. Only three flights left out there. We think Concordia already left. They were having radio issues. And the, uh,. The other two are out of range, presently. Doctor... I think, um... Last fuel truck on standby is starting to have engine issues, Doc. I can keep engine block heated with electrical run from the station, and I'll make sure to rotate the crew every 30 minutes for safety reasons. But you tell me to keep that tanker out there all night, you'll get no argument from me. No... No, Zeke. Have the crew pull it back to the VMF. Hey, we always got that other thing we talked about. Operation Marshmallow. We be out the door in 20 minutes, and we don't stop till we find them. Yeah, yeah, I'm... Um, yeah, have have the naughties prepped and ready. We, we leave, we leave as soon as you're all set. I'm not give... I'm not gonna give up on him, Zeke. I made that mistake once. I'm never doing it again. Well, put it on the speakers, for gosh darn sake! And they are joined quickly! I say again, please have ice jump bus and team. We are en route to Yankee South Pole Station. and crew, they got him. They're bringing him home. Show him some love, here, man. that would work out there? What? What is it, guys? Vert rep. Damn, trolls about crazy enough to pull it off, too. Would somebody please tell me what's going on? Uh, walk with me, Doc. 
All right, people, listen up. We got us a Whirlybird en route with Joker fuel. They have our people, and I, for one, am damn sure we're getting their fool asses back inside safe. We're gonna do a vertical replenishment. I'll be team one and running this outside. I want people out there and ready to begin resupply. Keenan, this means you too, son. You're gonna be pump man. ERT4, we got people been out there for a long time. Have your teams on standby and meet us at destination Alpha. Oh, hold up, Zeke. Let me get my CWE on and I'll come with you for when they land. Here, can you hold this? So, what is vert rep? Vertical replenishment. They can't land with a little fuel, and with the winds, it'd be crazy to try. They have an NH-90 helicopter. It's configured for search and rescue. It means they can lift people up and drop them in rescue baskets from their crane. They also have the ability to refuel from the ground trucks. It's just, they have to remain fairly still in the air or they yank the hose out. In stable conditions, it's a piece of cake. In 30 mile per hour winds like we got here, well, it's never been done. <laughs> never been done. Uh, how many times do we hear that here? Yeah, right. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Let's bring them home. <laughs> All right, people, it's showtime. Let's move like we give two shits, huh? Annie, lock down that tanker and make sure their extension cords don't blow away. Need to keep the engine heater blasted. Lars, big man. Need to use them gym muscles you got. Keep that hose from popping out. Damn, Dave, give him a hand, huh? Thomas says radar has them 60 seconds out. Come on, y'all. We have trained for this. We can do this. We are gonna do this. This is our own on that bird. And we're gonna get them back and get them trolls back to their own barn. ERT-4 is inside the airlock, ready to move once they're back on the ice. I can hear them, but I don't. No, there. There they are. All right, people. Go time. Start the pump motor. Reno, pop them flares and jam them in the snow. 20 feet from the tanker. I'm on the jam. They're above the loading zone. First people coming down now. Now? Winds want to start picking up now? Jesus. Yeah, Keith. What? No, not you, Jesus. Just go help Reno signal. Helicopters. Oh, it's being knocked around pretty bad. Okay, that's Firefighter Fred and Dr. Tim's down. ERT4, go. They're dropping their fuel holes. Other side. Catch it, Kenan. Hook it to that tanker. Keep it locked down, people. Don't let it shift. Damn, are you a sight. I never thought I'd see those deep baby blues ever again. Not the time, Mr. Ferguson. We're good, but the marshal's banged up. Leg may be broken, and he's got a likely concussion. Everyone else is good. Here's the pilot from the original plane out. Traeger. Captain F. and Traeger. Great dude. Landed and kept us all in one piece. Most. ERT, one injury. Need backboard and have carry stretcher. Leg injury and possible concussion. We ain't gonna be able to hold the fuel line long. Too much wind. Okay, they're down. Bass and Mr. Nichols next. Uh, just the marshal. The kid. Marshal will explain. If that horse pops out, back off. Do not get sprayed with jet fuel, people. The hell? The, the winds are blowing snow. They're, they're being held back outside the base perimeter. How is... Think How later. is this? All right, people, we don't know what this is, but let's take advantage. Where are they at, Annie? 30%. 
Okay, they need 45 capacity to make it back to Troll 2. Call it out, Annie. You're the quarterback now. Bass is coming down. 32? Why is Mikhail on the observation deck without his winning gear on? Is he praying? Has his Jesus satellites up? What's up, Chief? You need me? Yeah, that ain't gonna get over no time, so... No, hey, Seuss. Help us get Lawman strapped in. Do the help him that helps himself thing. Captain, you'll help, please? Yeah, I got this, and Get his legs. Yep, there you go. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, you. I'm not as bad as I look. I'll be okay. 37. Okay, everybody. Frostbite checks and warming. Core temps are low. Let's set up ER for one X-ray and see what's what with that leg. Okay, yeah. Human reactions absolutely indicate concussion. Why is it I have a hard time keeping you in one piece, Deputy Marshal? Gotta keep you on your toes, Doc. Bass, Bass, you you asked me before. I couldn't, I couldn't save it. Of, of course, I, I love. Let's everybody get inside and in the med bay before we finish this homework moment, huh? Go, go. Uh uh. uh no firearms in my medical facility. Zeke. Forty-two percent. Wind is starting back up. Getting closer. I'll secure for you, long man. I'll keep it safe. Careful, it's loaded. One round short. I'm sorry. Did I say this was chit-chat time? Move, people. Get them inside. Zeke, can you... Go, go. I'll finish it here. The hell is Mikhail doing up there? 46. We're good. All right. Shut down the pumps and brace yourself, people. I'm guessing this is going to get nasty real quick. Keenan, boy, get up the observation platform fast. Get that custodian back inside now. And the third. Hammond Scott, this is Ezeline Nibo. We thank you for the refuel, and we'll see you again in the summer. Tell Ice Sheriff Marlowe we are always here for him. We must talk about how you did this with the winds as well. Very impressive. All right. Damn fine job, people. Now secure it all and get back in that BMF. <sighs> Good to see you again, Fred. Sorry, you're stuck with us one more season. Good to see you too, Captain. Hey, between being out there in the icebox and being in here, I'll take in here any day of the week. You boys head over to Club Mayor. Let Doc Ambrose give you the one sub, okay? I'm gonna go lock down Lawman Six Shooter. Oh yeah, uh, about that. Look, I know the deputy said that he was short one round, but you're gonna find two rounds short. We heard two shots. Huh. Why did Bass say only one? What did happen to Josh out there? You trying to rush him or something? None of us were there. None of us saw what happened. You should talk to the Marshal Chief. This is Brian Bradley. Thank you for listening to our show. We are commercial free and able to do so thanks to our amazing sponsors. You can help support 90 Degrees by visiting our Patreon page. Go to 90degreespodcast.com. That's the number 90 and degreespodcast, all one word, dot com. You'll find a direct link to our Patreon page where you can make a monthly pledge and get shirts, buttons, stickers, or even a shout out as an honorary station pulley. Speaking of, we'd like to send a special shout out to the following pulleys. Nick Wolf, Ernest A. Polron, and Padma Numi. Thank you for your sponsorship. It helps and supports us in so many ways. 
This has been 90 Degrees South. On behalf of the cast and crew, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you liked the episode and are enjoying the series, please remember to give us a like, a share, a tweet, send a raven, or review on iTunes, Audioboom, or your favorite podcast site. It helps us to get the word out and keeps the cold at bay. Until next time. This has been a BMB production.